Welcome to People of the Past, where we talk about and explore the lives of influential people from long ago in the past. This episode will be speaking about an ancient philosopher who made several leaps forward in music theory, science, and math. You know him, and if you're bad at math, you hate him, Pythagoras. Pythagoras was the son of a wealthy merchant named Minisarchus, and his mother was a woman named Pythias. Born on the island of Samos in the eastern Aegean, right off the borders of current-day Turkey, uh, Pythagoras was born in 570 BC. We know this as Pythagoras left the island of Samos at the age of 40 while it was being ruled by Polycrates in 530 BC. While Pythagoras grew up on the Isle of Samos, he was exposed to many different ideas due to Samos being an extremely popular cultural hub. Chief among these ideas was the philosophy and ideals of the Near East, which would include places like Persia and Egypt, along with their religious ideals and spiritual thoughts. Many believe that he learned most of his ways of thinking from the nearby city of Miletus, which was just across the sea from Samos, due to over of the many overlapping thoughts provided from him and contemporaries from Miletus. Many different opinions are put forth as to where Pythagoras learned from, and who he learned under. I feel as if the reports of him learning directly from Egypt and the priests of Diospolis, otherwise known as Thebes, and specifically under the priest Enufis of Heliopolis, makes the most sense in the grand scheme of how he formed his baselines of his ideas on geometry and math in general due to how advanced their mathematics systems was and how they were able to do things such as having the Earth's circumference measured with remarkable accuracy, as well as understanding the Earth had an axial tilt, which, while the measurements were done by a Greek, took place and were tested in Egypt by Egyptians. Of course, Pythagoras didn't only st study under Egyptian tutors. While, like most parts of his life, who he trained under isn't fully confirmed, the most likely candidate for his Greek teachings is Persephides of Cydos. The two of them shared many miracle stories, ideas, and thoughts on subjects like the soul and the teachings of metempsychosis. And when Thucydides dies, Pythagoras was said to travel to the Isle of Delos to pay his respects and take care of his teacher in his final days. Enough about where he learned from. What exactly did he teach to others and what were the beliefs he held? Chief among the things he taught was metempsychosis. Pythagoras staunchly believed that the soul was immortal, and after your death, your soul would travel to a new body and you would be reincarnated. In fact, he claimed that with enough training, you could recall previous iterations of yourself. Pythagoras himself claimed to have been able to see the past four lives of himself, and gave names and roles to each of them, commonly mythological people. Athialdes, the son of Hermes, was the first person he claimed to be. Then, after that, he was Euphoborus, a minor hero in the Trojan War. Quickly after that, he claimed that he was also the philosopher Hermotimus, and his final incarnation that he claimed to be able to see was Pyrrhus, a fisherman from Delos. Pythagoras also taught the Harmony of the Spheres, which describes that the planet and stars move according to mathematical equations, and, on top of that, all of these equations corresponded to musical notes and thus produce an inaudible symphony with the universe. Due to this belief, 
those that learned from Pythagoras were very often infatuated with learning mathematics and were convinced that it was the root of all things. They studied math solely for religious and mystic purposes and did not intend to use it practically. In their way of thinking, the number one was the origin of all things, the number two represented physical matter, and the number three was the ideal number due to it having a beginning, middle, and end as well as the smallest number that could form a plain triangle. The number four was revered for its symbolism with the four seasons and the four elements. Seven was also a sacred number as there were seven planets and seven strings on a lyre, which as previously mentioned, they believed were connected to one another. They also believed that the number 10 was the perfect number and decided that they should meet only in groups of 10. This religion based on math gives us the most commonly known thing about Pythagoras, the Pythagoreanism theorem, which states that a squared plus b squared equals c squared. I believe most people who know of Pythagoras will already know of his theorem, so I won't spend too much time on it. What I will mention is that there is now an ongoing debate over if Pythagoras actually created this, as many historians, such as Walter Burkett, claim that he did not teach much math himself outside of small arithmetic. <clears throat> Pythagoras' teachings also sparked a reinvigorated effort into Greek sculpture. The followers of Pythagoras attempted to find the perfect mathematical equations that would result in aesthetical perfection. Every element was calculated and constructed by mathematical relations, and the ratio, 2 to 1, was the generative ratio of the Doric order and, in Hellenistic times, an ordinary Doric colonnade beats out a rhythm of notes, according to Riz Carpenter. Unfortunately, Pythagoras's death was a very sudden thing, and it happened right after the city of Croton, where Pythagoras was teaching at the time, had a victory over their neighbor, Sybaris. Pythagoras's emphasis on dedication and aestheticism are credited with aiding in Croton's decisive victory over the neighboring colony of Sybaris, and after the victory, some prominent citizens of Croton proposed a democratic constitution in the new state which the Pythagoreans and Pythagoras himself were said to have rejected. The supporters of this democracy, headed by Cylon and Ninon, the former of whom is said to have been irritated by his exclusion from Pythagoras' studies, roused the population against them. Followers of Cylon and Ninon atta attacked the Pythagoreans during one of their meetings, killed them all, and burned down the house in which the sermons of Pythagoras took place. It was such a quick end to someone who was so influential. Next episode that we have up is Socrates, the first moral philosopher in history. Please join us next time when we go over one of the most famous philosophers in history.